Hello, and welcome to the Galdercast, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign. Before we jump into the game itself, we have a few things to go through. Uh, background audio is taken from the Sword Coast Soundscape. A link to his channel will be provided in the episode description. Next, we are first and foremost playing for fun, and thus will be vague on rules as we deem fit for the story and our own fun. As this is a homebrew campaign, we will be using a few house rules, which will be explained as they are used, and some aspects of D&D lore will be changed to better fit the campaign setting. So, just before we start, we'll go around our figurative table and introduce ourselves. Alright. Hi, I'm Tanya. I am going to be playing Crisis, a light blue kobold. Uh, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, hi, my name is Dusty. I will be playing uh, the ASMR Finn Auschgear, and my pronouns are he, him. Hello, my name is Jaden. I am going to be playing the ASMR Axel Auschgear, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey, I'm Dan Gans. I'm going to play the half-elven gentleman adventurer and treasure seeker, Smiley. He prefers not to reveal his real name. Uh, I go by he or him pronouns. I am Kevin Stelga, and I will be playing the human artificer Sigmund Trakram, who goes by the pronouns he, him. And last but not least, your lovely introduction person is Sean, otherwise known as Spoopy. I will be the DM, and quite literally everything else in this damn game. I... <laughs> I go by very vague pronouns, but generally he him. So, without further ado, let's get on to our first episode. Woo! So, you have all received some sort of contact within the last couple of months. Uh from either a series of contacts or from who you are to meet uh, themselves, an individual named Durzna. <clears throat> this individual is the only known contact with a very wealthy and reclusive noble who generally only goes by the name of Sir Zed. You have been told to meet Durzna in the Borbark Tavern in the small, uh, semi-forested town of Luznik. So we start our adventure, as many do, in a tavern. You have all taken up places in the tavern. Uh, there's a few other patrons in there. Um, they're milling about. It's middle of the day, so not a whole lot going on in the tavern at the moment, but there's a bit of light music. There's some chatter happening. Their bartender is doing the most busy work that a bartender ever does cleaning one class repeatedly and perpetually. Yeah, not even <laughs> using a cloth, just, just rub it. No, just, just his apron. Just it's the apron, the, the dirty, little... sweaty apron. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, some of you have been here for some time. Uh, a couple may have just walked in. And after you wait for a couple of minutes, uh, bordering on an annoying uh, half hour, a uh, an individual steps through the door. A a rather stout um, and very built 
uh, human male, uh, his sleeves rolled up exposing extraordinarily thick and hairy forearms. Uh, he has a short and grizzled uh, gray and black beard, his hair brushed back in the same salt and pepper color. His attire, while simple, is very well made and clearly shows some modicum of wealth. <clears throat> he looks about the tavern, uh, his eye catching on each one of you, <clears throat> uh, just generally from appearance and from what contacts, his contacts and uh, his personal experiences with you all have told him. Uh, he kind of points at each one of you uh, one by one and motions to come to one of the uh, larger side tables to the left of the tavern. I scuttle! <laughs> uh, before, before I get up to move, I look toward uh, Finn and I go, You think this is the one, brother? I mean, I can only assume so. <laughs> well, let's hop to it. Right then. So, you all go to gather around his table. For the first time, though, each of you have seen the other individuals of this group in the tavern. You've never really paid too much attention to the appearance. So, if you would all like to give a, a brief description of what you look like to the rest now finally laying eyes on you proper. Okay. I'm assuming we're going the same order we started in. Yeah, might as well. So, um... So, uh, Crisis is quite small, so he scuttles onto the table. Uh, he is two foot ten. He kind of looks like a cross between a dragon and a gecko, but light blue. He has very large eyes, uh, and whenever he stares at something too long, he tends to just lick his eyeball. Uh, you know, like geckos right. do. Yeah, like geckos do. <laughs> Uh, he's wearing, um, leather armor, and he has, uh, what looks like a crossbow and maybe a whip on him. And he's just eyeing the tallest person in the room. Okay. Is that it for, uh... Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, Finn is about six feet tall. He's really pale. He has long um, black hair with like silver tips, and uh, he's got he's got one like light purple eye, and then he's got a an eye patch covering his other eye. Ooh. And he's and he's wearing some like robes with like mixed leathers and stuff like that on it. Um. Yes, so uh, Axel is roughly about six foot two. He's a bit more, uh, compared to his brother, he's a bit more broad-chested and a bit more and a bit more um, grizzled. Not, is the word you could say? His hair is black and silver, like little strands of silver around, like mixed in with the black. His skin is also pale. Uh, his eyes are both seem like a dark, dark purple. And he is wearing a sort of chain shirt that kind of, with like a almost like a little bit of a gamison underneath it. Okay. All right. Uh, Smiley will 
sort of saunter over from his table, having finally decided to join the party. And uh, you guys will notice that he's, you know, not not particularly tall, nor is he particularly short. He's about five foot ten, relatively slim. Um, think, think Indiana Jones, but uh, half elven. Got the sandy brown hair, green eyes thing going on. Um, he's got some leather armor on that is really the only the only thing you can really see is protecting him at the moment. And he has a, a, a decently he's decently equipped. He's got a nice rapier strapped to his hip. He's got a short bow on his back. Um, he looks basically like he's ready to go out and you know climb some mountains, steal some marks of the covenant and uh, crystal skulls and all that stuff. <laughs> nice. Sigmund very slowly gets up from his table and rises to his full six-foot height. His honeyed brown hair is cut in a very functional sort of short but not too short style and kind of looks like it was done by him himself. Mm. Uh, He has a very functional outfit, slacks and... Uh, a belted tunic. On the tunic itself are a couple of patches and uh, epaulets that kind of denote a service, uh, a life in, in, in a service of some sort. And uh, over that, he sports a studded leather armor. Uh, he walks, he picks up his ornately carved wooden staff, and like he's done this a thousand times before and will do it maybe a thousand times afterward, he comes walking over to the benefactor. All right. So, as you all come to the table, uh, this this burly, uh, thick-armed man just plops hard down onto one of the seats, taps two fingers on the table, and, and waves over to the barkeep. <clears throat> Turns to all of you. Well, I am to assume, by reputation, appearance, and your presence here, you are who has been contacted for uh, this rescue mission for my benefactor, Mr. Zed. I am Dursna. You can call me just Dursna. No last name. Before we get into any uh, negotiations for payment or questions, I'll give you the rundown of this particular assignment. A couple months ago, uh, my employer, Mr. Zed, had uh, a small archaeological group go somewhat south of this town to a recently discovered set of ruins hidden away inside the forest. Up until a couple of days ago, they had been sending regular correspondence. After we had not received any for a couple of days, we assumed the worst and have put together a small rescue party just in case that they have met danger or an unfortunate end. We would like you all to go find out where they had been camping, 
and what has ultimately happened to them. If they survive, rescue them, bring them back here, I can tend to them and make sure they are properly healed up. If not, if they have met the unfortunate end that we wish not to have happened, I require and ask of you to bring back some proof that you have actually found them and whatever research that they may have acquired over their time with these ruins. Some bones? Bones are not preferable. Uh, they are difficult to identify without a proper cleric who can be quite expensive. Uh, if you can bring back perhaps some of their possessions or even uh, a certain insignia of my employer that they should have been carrying with them. It sounds like you're expecting them to be dead. What would this insignia look like exactly? Simply enough, the insignia is a bronze amulet with a stylized letter Z on it. Okay. Makes sense. <clears throat> and as for expecting them dead in our field and our interests, or at least my employer's interests, it is a unfortunate but often occurrence. Mm -hmm. And so we're the party that you're planning to send to either rescue or recover them. Just how dangerous, what exactly were they looking for? How much can you tell us about that? Because um, I quite enjoy being alive. And it would take quite a bit of gold to convince me to, you know, take a risk at being otherwise. Well, we do not know much, which is why we had sent them to these ruins. They had been uh, recently discovered by a hunter and reported through word of mouth. My employer heard of these ruins and they matched a description to some interests and hobbies that he keeps, uh, particular ones pertaining to the, uh, the Infernal War. Mm -hmm. Where are these ruins? To our general knowledge, they are about a uh, day and a half journey south of the town of Luznik. Uh, we can get a little bit more into that the directions towards them in a bit. But they are not too far off, though a little off the beaten track. Can uh, Sigmund roll to see if he knows anything about that region? Uh, yes, roll history, please. Okie doke. Uh, um, while he's doing that, uh, Axel is staring intently at uh, Durznan, and he looks at him and goes, uh, your employer, does he have any, um, let's say, competition that we should be on the look for? Enemies? Not, not that we are aware of. Uh, Mr. Zed is not often competed with. His interests are unique. Uh, Can I make an insight check on that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. They are somewhat singular, and uh, 
uh, Sean, given my yes. given my family's history here, what's the likelihood that I would be able to pick up on the actually subtle hints that he's dropping here? Um, roll me a uh, quick history. You got it. 14. Uh, I got an 18 14. on my history check. Okay. Alright, so Sig, you, you've been through Luznik before with with your your band um you know the forest to a general degree if you had a map or general uh directions you would probably be able to find your way through without too much issue uh though from what he's saying the off the beaten path could be anywhere between uh, a couple kilometers off the trail inside hunting grounds to a uh, very dense forest that not many people tread uh seeing as this is on the border between two kingdoms the the forests tend to be somewhat uh, denser and less explored the closer you get to any particular border. Is it a uh, dangerous country? Um, not profusely so. The country around here does have its dangers. Uh, in, uh, the wildlife around can be dangerous if provoked. Uh, apart from that, only a few um, uh, roving bands or herds of uh, grouped monsters, uh, goblins, orcs have been seen around, but they're not very encountered. Okay. Uh, Axel, what was your insight? Or who? Uh, my yeah. insight was a uh, yes, fourteen. Sorry, Again. fourteen. Um, <clears throat> sorry, the insight was for subtle hints for what? Sorry. I was just trying to see if he was lying about the there being like not much competition. I was trying to get a feel if I could see if he was being dodgy about it or not. No, he wasn't being dodgy. Um, okay. It's it seems more like he's trying to keep the actual interests of his employer as uh, obscure as possible. Right. Yeah. And uh, my history rolls. Yes. Uh, your history roll... identity was a 16. Um, you, you have heard of, of Mr. Zed, and you've heard of his, his strange interest. He's one of those very odd and, um, how to put it... Eccentric? Eccentric, um, recluse rich people. He tends to right. like strange, like, history objects, which he's ve very well known for sending people out to, uh, to procure for him. N because of his interest, not many people really do compete with him. Uh, they just tend to leave him to his own devices. Yeah, but he's pretty much on the up and up, right? Um, you've heard mixed opinions about him, but it's the same opinions that would come with pretty much any strange recluse, uh, noble. It's it's suspicions about what he's actually doing, but at the same time, he's never done anything outright terrible to anyone. Got it. Alright, I'm going to keep that to myself for the time being. Um, and um, I assume we're going to be given transportation for the, this... Excursion, correct? Or do we 
find it ourselves. Well, if you require transportation, we would... We, we are not providing any, but should you require some, we could ultimately pay you uh, or give you the funds to acquire some. The, the distance should not be too much of an issue to require any intense uh, means of transport. A couple horses may speed up the process, but ultimately that is up to your own preferences. How quickly does your employer want these researchers found? As quickly as possible. Uh, at this distance, horses won't even speed us up all that much. No. Horses need to rest much, much more often than we do. Indeed. Now then, um, let's... I mean, I personally am open to taking this job, provided the uh, remuneration is significant. I don't know where the rest of these folks stand, but um, I'd like to discuss rates. Yes, well, the current offer is for 100 gold for the group upon completion, 120 if the researchers are found alive, and a 15 gold for each individual. Bon uh, forward payment before the job is started for any mm. potential necessities you believe you require before undertaking the task. So, if they're found alive, 20 gold each, and a 15 gold honorarium, potentially? That's, that, doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like enough to me, to be honest. Shiny! Ah, uh, yes, but we can get you more shinies. Shiny! The man has a point, as I look toward my brother. So then, what exactly are you looking at? Well, there's no, I know for a fact that my life is worth quite a lot more than 35 gold. Now then, I'm, I'm open to taking this job on, well, at these rates, on with some contingencies. Go on. Um, well, depending on how this job goes, I would like first rights of refusal for jobs in the future. Call this one an audition. That could be arranged with proper performance on this particular task. <laughs> if I don't deliver, I'll be dead, won't I? Well, not entirely. You could fail by running away, or by simply refusing the task after having started it. By not finding our researchers at all. Hmm. Well, if I can't find them, I won't very well seek you out again, won't, will I? No. I would hope not. We, my employer prefers to have the best through skill and reputation for his tasks, especially on <laughs> ones such as this. Then why has he picked us? <laughs> Each of your reputations and skills has preceded you and has yeah. caught the attention of my employer. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what do the fuck Finn, Finn, hear, Finn hears... <laughs> Finn hears, like, the, the kobold just, like, making these noises and, like, just cocks an eyebrow and looks at him. I stare at you with my giant eyeballs, like, yes? 
<laughs> giant, nothing. Unblinking kobold eyeballs. Oh yeah, because kobolds don't have eyelids. That's why they no. have eyelids. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing. Weirdest at all. staring contest. <laughs> I lick so, my uh, eyeball. Smiley <laughs> yeah. glances back at the others and says, "Well, what do you think?" Well. A little one already made a good impression I'm on always good for more cash. Yeah. I I can't exactly say no to this, so I think it's a it's more, at least for me a good idea. We don't exactly have the prestige behind us as a group to ask for more. Also not that. Yet. Indeed, not yet. Well, I like how the lizard thinks, so <laughs> So I say we take this job. Yeah, works for me. Works for okay. me. So you'll be taking it, but you would like a higher payout. What are you looking well, at? Ideally a higher payout, but um, really and truly, like I said, for myself, I'll consider this one on audition on my part, but I would like first rights of refusal and higher rates in the future. But of course, the, the rates all depends on the job being handled. If you prove yourselves capable through this, then we could quite possibly... Have you undergo some more difficult endeavors, which would, of course, give you much higher payout due to risk and difficulty? Excellent. And at some point in the future, I may want to meet Mr. Zed. Well, that is uh, a privilege not many are privy to. I'm sure. Uh, Mr. Zed tends not to associate with many aside from myself. Oh. Lofty goals there, friend. Maybe. I think we should focus on the task at hand to begin with, and we can ask for more once we've proven ourselves. Yeah, I think we need more leverage before we ask for anything greater than what we're being offered at the moment. We gotta get good! Uh, DM, <laughs> are there drinks on the table at this point? Yes, good. Uh... Yeah, around around this time, uh, the barkeep has actually brought over um, uh, a pint, specifically for um, uh, Dursna, as none of you have actually ordered anything. But he comes around. Uh, anything else I can get you, lads? Uh, yes, please. Anything with alcohol. Yes, uh, um, I'll get an ale. <clears throat> right. Anything that's not mud. Sigmund what? just waves a hand, never taking his eyes off his notebook as he's writing down everything that he's got to do. <coughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll drink any alcohol he puts in front of me, I don't care. I'll have whatever's coldest. Alright. So, that will be five pints of dragon's tongue for ya. <laughs> Coming right up! No! Uh, I think it's I I think it's just like an it's not it's actually just, it's, it's, it's a name it's just friend. a name I'm like it's... I'm trying to just and I'm like I, never mind. <laughs> oh okay, I'm not very smart. Is 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 <laughs> we're we're sitting around the table, right? Self-aware kobold. Yes, you are. Uh, can, Sigmund, can Sigmund be sitting next to uh, uh, I was, kobold? That is, that is the definition. The kobold is actually sitting on the table. Like, I'm on one the corner. table. Oh okay, so Sigmund just. Still rereading re his notebook, just reaches over and taps the cobalt on the head and just calm down. It's only a name. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. 
uh, Axel, when he as, when he does that, when Axel does that, uh, Ax, uh, when Sigmund does that, Axel goes, Really? I heard that there may be little bits of uh, dragon tongue in some. No! Axel, why, why do you have to antagonize? <laughs> Roll, roll it deception. could be my grandfather. Deception. Why? I could be my god. Okay. Why would you do this? Deception. <laughs> Axel roll deception and crisis yeah. roll insight. Um. One second. I'm gonna try to do this. Uh, as they are doing that, and ah! after. <laughs> That's a nine. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Oh, Crisis sees right through you. Yeah. You, Crisis. That's plus three, so 19. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so Crisis, you, you, you stare Wait at a this very tall Asimar. <laughs> Even sitting, he is tall, and you just kind of go, no, you're lying. Lying! No. Uh, well, uh, the two foot ten kobold just staring down this giant Asimar. Yeah. Yes. While the kobold and the Azimar are having their 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 minor argument, um, Sigmund looks at Durzna and says, "I'm going to need some information on potential rivals and other groups to look out for, just in case." Well, yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> well, we have not contacted any other groups. Uh, you were the first to come up <clears throat> for this particular task. Another group will only be called in should you fail, refuse, or otherwise go missing yourselves. I was thinking oh more antagonistic parties that might wish harm on your employer. Uh, not many tend to. Well, unless the original inhabitants are still there. I don't to, see us having To our correspondence <laughs> with our researchers, uh, the, the ruins are very much still abandoned and. They had not come across any particular inhabitants aside from a few uh, creatures of the local forest wandering a little too close to camp for comfort. So you're telling me that in all of his time, with all of his resources and all of his projects, as uh, Sigmund kind of waves his finger in the air when he says projects kind of vaguely, um, your employer has never made any enemies or antagonistic parties that have set themselves against him. Oh, well. Yes, of course he has. I will but need... we will keep that hushed up, and most are either easily bought or easily disposed of. Well, I will need some information on some of them, because if we encounter them, we need to know how to deal with those parties. Uh, Sigmund, if I may... Generally speaking, in this part of the world, if you've been collecting for as long as Mr. Zed has, most of your enemies haven't survived you. Fair enough. We should be on the lookout, but I doubt there will be anybody established enough to really come after us. Quite right. Uh, this is very much a man versus nature. Uh, and possibly goblins. Friends! Yes, well, goblins I are no stranger to issue. dealing with goblins. Yeah. Friends! Not these they, ones. Not in my case. These these goblins don't like us. Uh, they love me! Maybe roasted over a fire. Maybe, 
maybe don't. I think we should test that out. I like the idea of this. Let's test it. What the roasting or the goblins? Yeah. No roasting like, goblins. No, no, the goblins will roast you. They can't catch me. Wait, why? We, what happened? So oh, you just found oh, out who's going to be the bait, right? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> that works best. Just because I don't have the brains, don't mean I'm tasty. <laughs> <laughs> have the drinks come yet? Uh, they're they're still ticking. You can see the the barkeep like pouring out the last little bit from this like very dark wooden keg uh, near the back. <coughs> um, after another couple of minutes, he, he brings over the the ales and puts them down in front of you. Uh, in in, in, in front of Infinite Axel, um, the pints are almost a little small, just from your your height. Mm -hmm. uh, Sigmund, it's a, it's a little bit the same uh, because he is he's also rather tall, though not as as much as you two. In front of Crisis, it is comically large. <laughs> It it's, is, I mean, it's the size of his torso. Pretty much. <laughs> I put my entire tongue into it. Just... Um, you put your tongue in, and immediately it starts feeling very tingly and very oh. numb. Oh! This, this ale has some kick to it. <laughs> uh, as I'll take a sip out of my drink, and then, like... I wince, and then you see me like wave my fingers over it a little bit, and I'm gonna make it taste uh, like a nice whiskey, and I'm gonna use prestidigitation. Okay, um, so you take your first sip, and it is bitter. It is so bitter, but it's oh, the it's aftertaste of like tongue numbing that really gets it down, and it goes down very smooth. Mm -hmm. and you you oh, change so it's it. It's a, mm. it's a nice, yeah, it's a Guinness. <laughs> um, you get it to a, a, a better whiskey flavor, it's, and it doesn't uh, get rid of the tongue numbing. So the the combination is odd. <laughs> as long as it tastes better, I'm good. It does taste right, better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll chill it too. <laughs> it I'm is actually surprisingly cold. There you go. I look toward um, Dur uh, Durzna and I go, "Well, thank you for." Thank you for the job. I'll be outside. I'll look toward the rest of the group. I slam the drink, and then I go down. Then I go outside. I'll, uh, I'll follow Askel, Axel after I finish mine. Uh, I look over at the remaining party members and Durzna, and I say, Oh, I guess this means we've taken the job. Uh, it yeah! would seem so. Uh, one last bit of information, which mm -hmm. I was hoping to get out before your friends left. Um, to get oh, to sure. where the... <laughs> yes. Hey, come back! Um, you two hear, like, Crisis screech at you just as you're about to exit the door. <clears throat> I turn to Finn and I go, did you hear something? What? No? What? Did you hear something? You both <laughs> feel watched. <laughs> you feel stared at. I do, the, I do the slow, like, comic turn, like, turn back. <laughs> There's just the... Bright ass, be like blue kobold staring at you. It's tongue still in the pint. <laughs> <laughs> Just it, it. It looks like its tongue is actually losing a little bit of sensation because it's lulling a bit and it's like hanging on the side of the pint now. I flop it back in. 
It goes up, and then, like, a good inch or two just kind of falls back out. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of like getting your wisdom teeth removed. It's just the tongue lolling out. Um, so Dursna continues and goes, Well, uh, to get to the campsite from what we have been told by our researchers, it is uh, about uh, a couple of hours' journey south on the main high road until you get to a small path that leads off to the west. You continue down that path until it, well, disappears into the forest. Uh, continue for a kilometer or two southward from there, and you should get somewhere around the camp. The presence should be easily recognizable enough. Only one of them was really a an outlander of any sorts. Others are more studious types that leave a bit more of a trail. So they should not ah. be too hard to find in dire need. Easy to find! Hopefully. Fair enough. Well, well, with that, I will give you all your advance. And he puts down a, uh, a sack of gold on the table. <clears throat> well, Dursna, it's been a pleasure. Jenny. How about we call this the first of our travel expenses? And I clink his glass and shrug and shrug my drink. Well, that's what. Does anyone want mine? What did he say? Does anyone want mine? No, no, not not crisis. What did Dursna oh. say? <laughs> that's what it's meant for. Oh. <laughs> I like him. I like it's, his. It's style. an advance. It's an advance. Yeah. It's, it's how rich people do. Hopefully. Um, um, Sigmund puts the pouch of gold on his belt with the other pouches that he has on his belt. And uh, he takes a quick ch uh, a quick swig from the glass, puts it down, and says, Pleasure doing business with you, and gets up and leaves. Of course. So inside the, the pouch is uh, 75 gold, which is to be for, well, it is planned as 15 per member for any uh, pre-mission investments or requirements. Okay. All right, and the beers cost how much? Uh, no waves his hand and, and says he'll take care of that. <clears throat> That's what I like to hear from my employers. Yeah, I just realized that me and Axel walked out without paying. <laughs> No, I, I kind of, I kind of plan on having Dursna pay for it anyway. I just wasn't sure whether he was going to give us the advance and pay for it, or pay for it out of the advance. Ah. Uh. But either way, <laughs> it's taken care of. Indeed, it is. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, and Sig has the money, right? That Dursna was oh my. giving yes. us yeah. right Sig now. Has taken the money. Right. So, Smiley will saunter outside. Okay. Moseying right. Once everybody's out, once we're all outside the inn, uh, Sigmund looks at everybody and says, Do we go now? Do we spend the night? Personally, I don't like to stick around. We've been given the job. Let's get to it. What time is it? Um, around now, it would be late morning. So you're, you're hitting about uh, 11 a.m. A little bit Day past. drinkers. I like it. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is well. It doesn't matter where, because we're here. I mean, there's an AM. I look to the. I look to Sigmund and go. I believe we should introduce ourselves first. 
True. Very true. How about Yay! we start with our interesting blue friend? Who's that? That would be you. you. Oh! You're blue. I'm Crisis. Pleasure to meet you, Crisis. Where? Azuka <laughs> I like you. He turns to the next one, the the Asmar pair, and goes, "You're next." Oh, boys. Uh, right. Well, I mean, my name's Finn. And this is my brother. My name's Axel. Pleasure you guys are you. related. Oh, and after oh. Uh, Crisis introduced themselves, Sigmund uh, gives them 15 gold. Oh. Okay. These are uh, big. Yes, we are related. Can you tell? We look quite similar. I mean, he's a bit hes a bit more beefy than me, but... Eh. Yeah, the gold is like the size of, of Crisis's palm, and to, to be fair, <laughs> so a kobold, to a kobold, most humanoids look kind of similar. Yeah. She passes you two each your 15 gold. Oh, mm. thank you. They're, they're soft and fleshy, and they don't have hard scales, and it's weird. <laughs> weird. Mushy! They have skin over their eyes, and it's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose Whoa. it's just left to you and me now, as he stares at Smiley. They call me Smiley. I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Drop 15 gold in your hand. Thank you. And he looks at you all and he goes, My name is Sigmund Drakram. There. Uh, introductions made. Does anyone need anything before we leave? Uh, yes. Up. Meet, meet I go to Axel. Funny. I go up to <laughs> Axel. Go up. <laughs> up. You want up. I think, up. I think, yeah, like, you know. Up. You should. I. I kind of just, like a, like a small child, I put my hands in between his arm, uh, their arms, and just- I go up your arm! <laughs> I go to your shoulder. You, I'm you like a weird parakeet. You, you just, go to you pick just, up your okay. yeah, iguana. <laughs> I, I just watched this happen, and I'm kind of just like, quietly chuckling to myself, like, hey, I used to deal with I this I look shit. to Finn, and I go, we're taking shifts. Uh, uh, actually, well, um, you're the strong one, right? So I think. Well, no. Maybe... We, no, it's okay. You, no, I think you got this. It's fine. I'm. I'll take. I'll take the backseat on this one. You got this one, boy. <laughs> a bee passes by, and I go, and I eat it. Yep. Go, mm, that's an iguana. Spicy. That is an iguana. <laughs> spicy. Aside from that, are we all ready to go? I have one thing to acquire before we depart, but it won't take long. Okay. By all means. What is it? Uh, Sigmund goes to find a carpenter or a hardware store. Of sorts. Roll, roll quick investigation. Could I look for something else when he's done? Of course. I am... Oh, right. I'm looking for just like a general goods store where I could buy like a flask. Okay. Oof. Nice. Ouch. Yikes. I think we're doing good today, boys. Oof. Mm. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Sigmund, what is the, what is the total? Seven. Seven total. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, 
quick, quick description of the town. Uh, Luznik is a somewhat unique town. Uh, it's it, being in the south of uh, Nethria, the northern kingdom on, on this continent. Uh, it's a lot of forest area. Luznik itself is actually bisected by a river that runs through the town. So the north half of the town is relatively on a plain. Uh, it's open grass fields. There's a few farms that continue to the north. The south part of the town is actually entirely inside a forest that's been partially cleared out. The Only the largest of the trees still remaining between uh, the buildings. And between the two halves of the town are a large number of bridges that cross over top the river. Um, you, you've been in Luznik a few times before in your past, and uh, you do actually remember there was a carpenter in the south portion of the town in the forest half, a uh, little ways to the west. So you, you head over, and uh, you, you actually find that it is, it's still up and running. Um, looks a little older, um, as most things do now. Um, walk up to, uh, to the door, and you can hear the very quiet um, brushing of, uh, of a plane on wood. As you enter, you see the, the same uh, carpenter you had once seen a very, very long time ago. Um, now much older, even older than you. Um, he's hunched over. He's very thin. Bones sticking out in strange joint places. A uh, bit of a longer beard now happening, and he's completely bald. Uh, with large um, glasses that make his eyes look a little buggy. And he's hunched over... Um, uh, a chair, and he's slowly planing off the seat portion of it. Do I remember his name? Uh, yeah, it was... You have a vague memory. It was a long time ago. It was something like, uh... Boris, Bob, something that started with a B. Oh, good grief, he says as he walks into the store. Bendy to Cucumber Patch. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Exactly. Uh, something, something like Benadryl uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Good name. Benadryl Cumbersome Face. Cumberbund. Uh, Bobby Snatch Cumberbund. <laughs> Buffalo he the counter and he kind of wraps his knuckle on the countertop. Uh, Buffalo Soldier Candlestick you, Face. You, you, you knock on the counter and he, he stops and pauses for a moment. Goes to start again and goes, wait a minute. Turns around. Oh, hello. How Barrison. can I help you? Barrison the Carpenter. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. There's like a really awkward long pause as he kind of just processes. Do I know you? Oh, you probably wouldn't remember me. It was such a long time ago when we met. I don't remember many things. Oh. I can see Maybe that. Maybe usually breakfast. <laughs> well, you are getting advanced in age, friend. How? I'm 73 young. What can I help you with, young lad? I'd like to, fire. I'd like to purchase some woodcarver tools if I can. Hmm don't have a whole lot of spares. I have some old tools that I could potentially give you. Old works for now. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
Give me a few minutes. I'll have to gather them up. They're a little scattered. See, so he kind of like goes off. You watch him grab. Um, while he's uh, while he's grabbing <laughs> like a the crooked tools. stick and like starts making his way around his workshop, like going. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, this one. Uh, that one I have a double love. Oh, just made a new one of that. He starts like picking like bits and pieces of of tooling, <laughs> like putting um, it into a bag for you. Uh, while he's doing that, uh, you watch Sigmund uh, take off his pack and start pulling uh, odd devices out of his bag and putting them on his belt to make space for the tool for the bag of new tools that are going in his bag. And uh, inside his bag, you see like a wrapped a couple of wrapped up leather rolls that look like more tools. <laughs> Okay. Mm. A hoarder! Do you like just buy every set of tools you can find? No. I buy a very specific set of tools that I can use because I can, you know, I know what they do. Like any well, normal I also, person. I also know what you, tools do. Well, they are used to make things. I like to think that we're also normal people and we don't know what they do, so... So you wouldn't have the tools. Would you say you yeah, have right. a specific set of skills fuck it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you but I'm far from normal and I just don't care about having the tools because I can just steal the things that I need well I need the tools so I look forward to stealing them from them how long does it take it's like an awkward, like, 15 minutes of him hobbling around the shop and in no particular order. Um, eventually, he does come back with, like, a quietly jingling bag um, of just mixed tools that he's pulled out from around his shop and goes, Here, yeah, these should do you good. What are you Thank making? You oh, nothing in particular. I just need them for when I get to it. Right. So suspicious. Oh well. He's and, just kind of holding uh, the bag out. He he. Uh, Sigmund takes the bag and says, "Thank you very much," boy, and puts the uh, bag in his bag. You're going to take the bag, and he's whole, he has a death grip on it. He's kind of staring at you, and he slowly raises his other hand up. Yes. Give the bag money. I just. He wants I, can I put the bag in my knapsack first? I will get you your money right away. I've seen that kind of shenaniganery before. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Still this, holding the this bag. Man, comedically googly, like, large eyes through these bottle glasses, and he's just staring you down. Still For, holding like, on to the bag. For, like, a good two feet lower. Still Dude, holding on to the bag. Uh, Sigmund pulls out a gold piece and puts it in his hand. Come on, five more. Is that enough. More. Yeah. Puts another gold piece. Cheap. Puts another gold piece. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on there. Are you? Are they you going to stop? You yourself said they're old tools that you have no use for. Yeah, that's where they're Don't. coming cheaper. So, how much would these cost new? Eight gold. Mm -hmm. And how old are they? Eh, I don't rightly remember. 
That sounds like math. So, what if you no, let them go like for the tools. two gold you already have? <laughs> I need those oh. ones. I need to eat. I'm not trying to keep you from eating. You haven't used these tools in so long that you can't remember. I just don't remember how old they are. I still use them. I just have new, better ones now. You can't. Then why would you use the old feel. ones? <laughs> the feel, man. You can't beat the feel of old tools. The feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you it. really, you really love to handle the wood with them, don't you? <laughs> oh wow. He gives you the most wow. disgusting, crusty wink. <laughs> right. Well, uh, as soon as as soon as I that happens, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna just. I'll wait outside. I'm uh, good. So he now has three gold in his hand. How how much have you put in his hand by now? Three. Three, three gold. Roll persuasion. Fuck it. I'm gonna roll persuasion for him. Because I'm the one trying to do this shit. I'm the one trying to. He's the one putting the gold in. Sig yeah, but Sig I'm the one who's roll. arguing with the guy. Okay. Um, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll assist his roll then. Yeah, go oh, ahead. You'll assist my roll? Okay. Oh, I'm actually pretty good at it. Okay. Uh, so it's... So it's actually because I'm getting an assist. So I always forget, do assist roll with advantage or with a, with a plus two? Um, advantage. <clears throat> but you can also do a uh, one roll Wait, each, but that would not apply to this particular circumstance. What's that plus two thing going on there? So, uh, the plus one is my charisma modifier, and the plus two is my proficiency. Why don't you just do it as a plus three on either one? It helps me keep track of what I'm adding. Yeah. Okay. So I don't just blank it numbers so total you have 18 18 okay kind of like eyes you and goes good enough releases the <laughs> bag sigmund puts the uh the bag of tools in his knapsack closes it up puts it back on and says pleasure doing biz with with you benedict <laughs> Dick. and uh he leaves the uh, carpenter shop so you exit the carpenter shop. Okay. Yeah. So, Finn, your yes. investigation was uh five. Five, and you were looking for general goods. I was looking for just a general store where I could just buy a flask. Um, it does take you, you like a water while. <laughs> um, it takes you a little bit of time. Um, you actually end up having to ask around after you get partially lost and almost in someone's backyard. But okay. you do eventually find a general store on the north side of town. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of like just general knickknacks hanging around. Uh, relative trinkets. Anything that's just simply bought that, that people might need replacements for. And, right. Uh, you, you do find like there's, there's a couple different flasks in, inside the store. Okay. What? Um, I'm just looking for like a simple... Just like yeah. a metal flask, nothing too fancy. Um, yeah, you find like you find uh, two metal flasks and, and a, a small wineskin flask. Okay. Like a small leather one. You find one that has like the very classic uh, square, slight curvature, and mm -hmm. one that has um, almost like a an angular potion bottle look to it. 
Okay. Like a reverse diamond, so you can take your pick of the of those three. I'll just get the uh, like the square one with the rounded sides. You know, just a simple flask. Uh, like the the metal one, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll so grab you, one so of those. You pick that up, and uh, most of them have like small small parchments attached to them. Uh, this particular one just says two copper. All right. Cool. Mm. I'll do that. I'll uh. Is the other metal flask is it the same price? Yeah. They're all, I'll, they're all I'll the buy both price. of them. I'll I'll buy both of the two metal flasks and I'll give one to Axel. Okay. So you go and you go to the uh, the counter and you don't actually see anyone right away mm-hmm. until there's a knock on the wood and you look down, there's um there's a, a gnome just kinda looking up at you. Um a little vague on the gender. Um okay. very short cropped hair. But like no beard, no like the very vague, um, agender looking. Just goes. Hello, what can I help you with? Yeah, just uh, like to grab these two flasks. Also, you wouldn't happen to have any bottles of alcohol, would you? I know it might be. Are you not... looking to drink, or are you looking for more of the chemical solution? Uh, to drink. I'd really rather not poison myself. <laughs> I'm looking to drink the chemical solution. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, really we do not. No? We don't have any of the alcohol you drink. Uh, you might want to go to a tavern or a brewery for that. No, I was just at it. I just didn't want to go. But yeah, that's cool. I'm just going to grab the two flasks. All right. Well, they say that they're both two copper, so that'll be a total of four copper. Right. And I'll just put four copper on... The counter. He, he takes your, your copper and goes, Enjoy your drinks! Uh, thank or, you. They, they say that. <laughs> Staring at you very intently. Right, well, uh, uh... Good chat. And I'll just walk out, and as I'm walking out, I'll toss one of the flasks over to Axel. And I go, we should probably fill these before we go. <laughs> I think we'll need them. As, as you leave from the gnome behind the counter that you no longer see due to the angle. Mm-hmm. You just hear have a good day! Oh. Thank Why? you. Why were you dealing with the Mad Hatter there? I look very confused as to why I haven't given another flask and I go, thank you. Oh, you have one already? Um, I just wasn't go keen on keeping one. Sure, thank you, I guess. Hey man. I'm just trying to help brother out, alright? Such an I'll idiot. take one! And, like, just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> From the kobold still riding on Axel's shoulder. Like a oh, captain you want on one. the crow's nest. Yeah! <laughs> like, straight up, just Captain Jack Sparrow standing on, on the top sail. Oh my god! <laughs> well... If you want one, you can always share with my brother. Well, I know. I think that might be a little bit, you know. I, you know, I, I, I keep I walking. I, I, I don't, I'm not even, not even paying attention to what you're saying. I'm going to go fill it up. Yeah, before we go, I'm going to stop and just uh, get it filled at the tavern with some Is, is alcohol really the priority here? It is for me. Uh, I'll meet you outside of town. Sounds so good. You, you go back to the, uh, the Borbark Tavern. Um, 
It's not too far away. It's it's right on the edge of the the river. <clears throat> right. You walk in, you you no longer see Durzna inside. Um, he's gone somewhere else. You see the park. You kind of look up again, cleaning a single glass, and goes, uh, "Hi, what can I help you with?" You have just how do you have a bottle of whiskey or something? Yeah, I've, I've got a a bottle. How much would it be for the bottle? <clears throat> well, depends on what kind of whiskey you're looking for. Uh, the kind that I can, it'll just, you know. You're looking for the good stuff, or you're looking just to have a bit of a, a warm feeling in your belly. How much is the good stuff? The good stuff cost you about three silver. No. The good stuff? Yeah, three silver. For a bottle? Yeah. I'll get two. Right? So he hands you two, uh, two um, uh, ceramic bottles. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll... They're, they're actually not the same uh, same brand, but they okay. they do look fairly fancy. One uh, one is actually uh, the same brewery that makes the dr- uh, the Dragon's Tongue. It's actually okay. called Dragon Claw Whiskey. <laughs> um. It's it's a brewery that uh, comes from very north in in uh, Nethria. The other okay. one actually is not labeled. It just has uh, the insignia of an eye on it. Okay, I'm immediately curious of the one with the eye. I'm gonna take a sip out of it just right away before I put it in my flask. Um, you take a a quick taste of it. It is oddly sweet. <clears throat> okay. So it's um, bourbon. Like the the initial taste is very very sweet, but as mm-hmm. it goes down, you feel that heat. Okay. Um, also has a, a strange, almost minty aftertaste that lasts for about a minute. Okay. I'll I'll fill my flask with that one. All right. And then I'll put whatever is left in my bag with my other bottle of whiskey. All right. Uh, while he does that, I'll go up to the, I'll go up to the barkeep and I'll ask him to just fill it, fill my flask up with what they think is best. Well, if you're looking for what's best, it's not the top shelf stuff, but it's about a mid range. And he goes and he pulls off um, mm. this like uh, black glass decanter, <clears throat> pops pops a cork, and you can smell the strength of this alcohol. He fills up your flask, <coughs> puts the cork back in the decanter, screws your flask back up, hands it. goes, mm. you'll want to be very careful with how much you're drinking at a time. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> how much will this be? For that, one copper. One copper? Wait, that's Ew. the mid-range stuff? Shit, maybe I should be getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the flask isn't super big. So oh, it's like seven to eight, like eight ounces-ish, yeah. yeah. It's like a cup. But still, at least <laughs> Drek usually goes for twenty, goes for like eight bucks a shot, I mean. <laughs> True. Pleasure doing business with you when I walk out with my brother. And me! And yes, because he is still on your shoulders. Yeah. 
long legs, you know. I know. I could I could see that, as a matter of fact. But you will have to walk on your own once in a while. I hope you realize. <laughs> <laughs> Axel, I think I think you're you've got a parrot now, with I mean a parrot with scales and and no feathers and also looks its eyes and no beak. But you know, <laughs> parrot and it's yours. Is the pirate from the Water Scroll episode? Well, and then I place I place a uh, crisis on things. I shut Not <laughs> Axel. Axel, come back here. No, this is fair. Walking. Hey, I'm listen. I didn't away. want. Oh. <laughs> I floof the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I hide under the hair. I'm, I just look immediately just so downtrodden as I just like shoulders slumped and just trying to follow along with the group. <laughs> <laughs> with your new lizard companion just like half laughing uh, on your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so you it's it by the time you've gotten this all done with, with some of the walking around town, you you're you're getting into uh, the afternoon now, just just going past noon. Um, you end up going, leaving down the town. Uh, how long would you like to uh, travel before stopping for the night? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> how far is it? Around noon? Uh, yeah. You, you pretty much just hit noon, maybe a couple minutes day and a half of travel day and a half is in like daylight and a half or day and a half uh you were told day and a half from where you are to where their camp is the uh the turnoff from where you're supposed to be is a at least a couple of hours so that's probably going to be the the day portion of this okay right i think we can i think if we push through we can make it to that, and then we can make it there by morning. Because keep in mind, these are academics who are traveling. <clears throat> right. Right, but we don't want to get stopped on the road by like. Uh. Banditos. What? What do you think we can't handle a few banditos? As no, I think we can. I think we, it's just not ideal to have to. I was going to say, a couple of strapping lads like yourselves, a little afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid of conflict. It's just easier to not have... Whatever, let's just go. (laughs) (laughs) Very dejected and walks away from the conversation. And I I just want to point out, he walked away from conflict. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? This is... And I just start drinking out of my flask. (laughs) Ooh, look. Another means of escaping conflict. Give him a pat on the back as we walk. And I go... Don't worry, brother. I'll protect you. I try and offload Crisis on him immediately. <laughs> From what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Two parents going trying to, to slip away. toss the child onto the other. I lean. I lean over to Smiley as we're walking, watching this, and I go, "Oh, look, another means of escaping conflict." <laughs> 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 no. Uh. You can drink away anything except your own feelings. Mm. You can try! I drink more. You can try. (laughs) Depends on what you drink. Yeah, not mud. That doesn't work. I... 
I'm surprised that you tried to drink mud. I would have thought that was nearly a solid food, sort of like mashed potatoes. <laughs> What's mashed potatoes? Oh, my friend, have I got a treat for you later. I think they only eat meat. <laughs> and mud, apparently. Wow, look at the time. I, I don't eat the now. <laughs> <laughs> I figured this was all happening while we were walking. Yeah. I did yeah, too. you're like, kind of like, Making your way out of the town, <laughs> just with this conversation, yeah, staring I, as I at you that, with like I, as, the two that, I tall Asimars trying to offload a tiny ass blue <laughs> thing to each other. I give up and I start walking. <laughs> there we go. Which surprisingly, the kobold actually keeps up rather well. <laughs> what I'm trying to take the lead. <laughs> I'm like, I fully let the kobold walk in front of me, just confused. Like, what was the point of... I don't... <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, kob kobolds have a 30-foot move speed, don't they? Yeah, I have a 30-foot yeah, yeah, they... speed. Yeah, so you're right there with us. Yeah. You're yeah. Hoofing it on all fours instead of two feet. Yeah. Well, well I'm okay, on two feet yeah, sometimes. on two feet. That's fair. I was going to say, you're basically our cat now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I look at uh, I look at Finn's confused face and I said, "What you thought because it was small they wouldn't keep up?" It's like no, Randall from Monsters Inc. was Age. trying to ride us is why it wouldn't keep up. I didn't. I'm, I'm just no, a shit disturber. Was... Yeah, that was laziness, <laughs> not inability. Mm. I, I... Noted. I, I, I see that now. <laughs> right. As as has as they've discussed, not very smart, <laughs> but they know what's going on. <laughs> they know what's up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. What's Fuck. up? Exactly. Up. Everything's up to me. <laughs> it's a good thing about rock bottom. Is that why you like goblins so much? Because they're the only thing you know that's shorter than you. I mean, I hate gnomes. But everyone hates gnomes. All right, so the campaign is starting off well with gnomish racism. No, I'm just, I'm just egging it on. All right, so you make your way out of the town. And begin walking down the uh, the main high road to the south. Uh, this particular road actually does go to uh, Mythia, um, the uh, the mid kingdom on the continent. If right. you, if you stay on it for for long enough, you probably end up there in a couple of days. Uh, as you're you are very very close to the border, uh, the southern border of of Nethria. So you continue on your way and. It's relatively uneventful. Um, you can hear the sounds of the forest, uh, birds chirping. It's late summer at this point. Um, so, like, you do get kind of hot as the sun is up, and the later in the day it gets. Uh, bugs are luckily not too bad. Damn it. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are a few, but... The main, like, breeding time of insects has passed at this point, so it's now... Yeah, it, they're, they're more just kind of going for the rest of the, the year until they, they die out. 
Mm-hmm. Or, or I think it would bring me an inordinate amount of joy to see a kobold filter feeding on mosquitoes like a like a, like a blue whale. The exact opposite of what mouth. you want to do. <laughs> <clears throat> so you guys continue down. Uh, if everyone would like to make me a perception check, please. Hey, yeah. Oh, right. How good are those? Oh, yeah! That's a seven. Right. I see all! <laughs> Fuck, you got a plus five on perception? Jesus. <laughs> yeah! I've got a plus six. Goddamn. <laughs> we see everything! Yeah, like, I can, so I can literally see the passage of time. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's only if I get a natural 20. Like the wolf from BNA, you can smell through time. <laughs> Alright, so everyone's everyone's rolled. Yeah. Yep. Alright, so what do we have starting with uh, Crisis? 22! <laughs> um, Finn. 17. Okay. Axel. Seven. <laughs> Smiley. <laughs> 20. 20. And Sig. 17. Okay, so overall, very good. Um, <laughs> so you guys continue down. Um, you can see... You, you don't see any dangerous wildlife... Um, Crisis actually uh, spots a deer <laughs> at one point. Um, almost goes to run off, but spots a <laughs> bug and goes after that instead. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, tall thing. Oh, wait, no, food. Uh, <clears throat> so continuing on. Food in the... uh, very, very, very little happens. Um, and it's near you're hitting sunset. After traveling for uh, for the better part of um, seven to eight hours, that up ahead in the road, as it slowly starts um, curving towards the east, so to your, towards your left, um, you see there's a slight opening in the trees. Mm-hmm. It's not like this forest is altogether too dense, but there's a more defined area in the trees that leads off and you can see amongst some of the uh the low growth like ferns grass there's actually a uh, very sh- uh, thin dirt path that continues off uh, st- uh straight <clears throat> south from the curve oh and uh pretty much everyone but axel notices this <laughs> <laughs> axel is just hating the bugs like there's mosquitoes all over him <laughs> um, so you all you all notice this is probably the path that uh, Durzna had mentioned before that leads towards where the camp is. Thank you for listening to this episode of Galdercast. This episode featured Dan as Alaric Smiley Grin, Jaden as Axel Oshgear, Sadie Bennett as Finn Oshgear, Tanya as Crisis the Kobold, Kevin as Sigmund Drakram, and Sean as Dungeon Master. 
If you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving us a like, comment, or review, as well as share the episode to help others find our podcast. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can always follow us on Podbean, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher under Galbercast. You can also find us on Twitter at Galbercast for future episodes and possible channel updates, news, or other notifications. Thanks again, and we'll see all you crows in the next episode of our adventure.